The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Asalaamu Alaikum everyone. Welcome to Sister Speak. You're here with me, Mariam. And it's me, Fadeen. Asalaamu Alaikum everyone. We hope you're all well and keeping warm in this wintry day. Um, so today, shall we be talking about self-development and the impact of self-development on ourselves, but also how we are pursuing the pursuit of self-development. But before we do that, Farine, can you tell us what our show is about? Yes, so our show is a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinions on current events and issues and even form discussions on general topics such as religion, culture, politics, social media, Islamophobia, etc. Please note all opinions, views are our own and we respect all other or opposing similar views. Perfect. So just to reiterate, all opinions and views are our own and respect all other opposing views. If you do want to join in the discussion, where can they join us at? You can WhatsApp us on 0779481822. You can also call us on 0158281822. We are live on Facebook at Luton, And you can also message us on Instagram at SistersSpeak. Just so you can guys uh, see a bit of behind the scenes, we do have a Twitter account, which is called SistersSpeak underscore. And a TikTok account, which is the same username, SistersSpeak underscore score so make sure you follow us and you can send us your thoughts or any messages on there as well amazing so we would love to hear your thoughts and before we delve into our main topic which is self-development which we see is very important to discuss um we do the segment called thought of the week uh, essentially thought of the week is a segment where we discuss something insightful something we're thinking about or something that we just want to share on live air so Farin, what is your thought of the week my thought of the week, so it's today it's the 8th of March, a really important day, is International Women's Day. So I just want to touch upon that and, you know, all the achievements that we have achieved as as women and how important this day is to kind of show everyone that, you know, we are, we when we come together, even when we are independent, when we come together, we are such a powerful, you know, source. So that's my thought of the week. Amazing. It is International Women's Day. And for those who don't know, um, International Women's Day is celebrated in many countries around the world. It's a day when most women are recognized for their achievements, um, whether that's national, ethnic, linguistic or cultural, economic or political. So I think it's really amazing. That is your thought of the week. And I think I've seen a lot on social media today and how people are celebrating incredible women, especially from ethnic minorities. Um, so that's a really fantastic thought of the week. Yep. I think with uh, just to show international women that, you know, we have this platform, we had a whole radio show that we can voice, again, our own opinions and views, which is uh, really great. Just touching upon uh, International Women's Day. Today in college, one of my friends, she gave me a bouquet of flowers oh, just because lovely. just because it was International Women's Day. And I just thought, you know, it didn't come to mind that it was International Women's Day, but she just gave it to me. And I was like, why did you give this to me? And she said, you know, you passed. I just did an exam recently. And she said, you know, you passed. So I know you were really stressed. So I gave this to you. And I just felt so happy that, you know, she remembered because she's not necessarily someone that you talk to every day, but she's still a friend. So, you know, that thing that if you don't talk with someone every day and you think, oh, they're not my close friend, but she was you know she remembered she was thoughtful about it and i was really happy that she gave it to me and you know it reminded me of that stress a stressful time that i went to to revise for that test so yeah thank you my friend for giving me this <laughs> that's a lovely anecdote and i think it's a really important point where you what you have mentioned because oftentimes we celebrate international women day and we see people that are doing incredible work but they're not really close to us in terms of um personal relationships they're people that are doing 
great work in terms of influencers, in terms of people that are um, in certain positions. But I think it's really important to celebrate the women in our families and the women in our, that are around us. That's a really good point. Yeah, I agree. Like our mothers and everything, even though we sometimes don't appreciate them enough, they do so much work behind like the scenes and everything. Yeah, and as International Women's Day is, it's about the achievements of women who have overcome so many barriers. Um, and I think our parents are the, those people because you know they came to this country and they essentially just survived. They had to forego a lot of their aspirations um, just so that we could have our education, just so we can have a better life. So definitely a huge shout out to all the mothers out there who have um, invested their entire lives for us. Um, I think everyone should appreciate them. Yeah, you are someone that we now look up to. 100%. Um, my thought of the week is about a initiative called Muslims in Public Policy, which will be launching next week. So this initiative, it's a, a new and emerging organization. And the reason why I wanted to kind of talk about this in terms of my thought of the week is because I think it's such a important initiative that's going to be launching, um, especially in terms of people who want to pursue a career in policy. I think a lot of the times when we talk about policy, we feel that we're not represented in within that policy framework. Um, and so the fact that this organization is coming together where Muslims are going to create this network, where there's going to be outreach activities in, in helping the Muslim community uh, be introduced to policy and in terms of creating this network, I just really want to talk about that because I think a lot of the times when we are in positions, um, a lot of us don't have that literacy in terms of policy. And so for us... Um, to be able to have this initiative, to be able to consult, uh, consult people who are in these positions already, I think it's a fantastic initiative and I really look forward to seeing how this uh, moves forward and I look, I look forward to the success. And I'm also looking forward to the launch as well. So that's kind of my thought of the week. That's a great thought of the week. I think you are really interested in politics, so this might be so exciting for you. And it's really good because uh, sometimes we think to ourselves that, you know, we can't have any say just because people are going to see us as, you know, we're just going to, because we're Muslims, they're going to see us as this, as that. But it's mm -hmm. a really great initiative, especially with policy, which is often not talked about enough. 100%. I think something for me personally, when I was in working in higher education, I found it really difficult to present my ideas or present quantity, qualitative or quantitative data and and the whole essence of writing policy to be able to encompass the needs of Muslim students. Um, and that made me kind of prompt, that made me think, okay, I need to gain the skills of policy. And so having this organization will be really incredible because it will help people who come from um, ethnic minorities or widening participation backgrounds to, uh, to almost have a way, a means of um, entering uh, this area of work. Um, and also, I think it's really important to think about how the policy, um, people who are working in civil services and people who are working in local governments, perhaps most of the time it's not representative of the community. And so to help have this organization there to facilitate that, I think it's incredible. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. And do give the Muslims um, in public policy a follow. It's called MIP on Instagram and do follow their journey. Yep, that's a great thought of the week. I like that very much. Thank you, um, Mariam. No worries. We are going to now move on to a game that we've been playing for a couple of weeks now. I think we really enjoy doing this. So it's a Frenchly grounded game and it's a sort of a, a game that helps you to self-reflect, to have a bit of introspection and kind of prompt some discussion. So my first question, Farine, is what part of your present will you miss the most? 
what part of my present will I miss the most? I think because I'm in my last year, obviously, of college, I think I'm going to miss seeing my friends every day because now mm. we're obviously going off to our adult life. Some some people are moving out. Some people are commuting, but there's still not that daily hi, hello. I think I'm going to miss that the most because obviously in first year, you are kind of meeting everyone but then in second year you just you just have a big whole group and people that you see every day that you're so used to seeing in class so that's the thing that i'm gonna miss the most even though i you know there's exciting days to come i'm gonna move out i'm gonna have another not on a complete different life but a different kind of lifestyle i'm still gonna miss seeing all my friends and being in the same class and everything that's the part of my present i'm gonna miss the most well so just for context Farine is in her final year of sixth form and she is um, applying to university and have applied to in university. Yeah. I think for me, um, I think this question doesn't really address what I'm feeling right now. I think it addresses more of what I was last year. So I had a lot of going on last year in terms of going to different opportunities. I was involved with um, several organizations in terms of volunteering and I really, really missed that. Um, I think if I just really kind of whittle it down to one, I think this essence of flexibility because I am transitioning from higher education um, to the civil service, inshallah. inshallah. And um, so I think just having that ability to, that autonomy to be able to think of work whenever I need to work um, and having that ability to just come radio whenever I need to come radio, I think that's what I will miss the most. But I'm, I'm actually looking forward to having these changes. And I think this is the first time ever I feel excited for change. I'm usually a person that kind of veers away from change and I find it difficult to grapple with. I think this question, in in a way, um, it's in it's it's a point to uh, put towards the direction of my growth because change is something that I used to feel almost allergic to. So it's really good. Yeah, I think such a general feeling to always be scared when you're so used to in your comfort zone. But it's really good to kind of get out of that comfort zone and you think the the most positive things that are going to come out of that change. Okay, that's very true. Um, I'm going to ask you another question, which is something that will delve a little bit deeper. And if you do want to join the discussion, you can also call us on 015824 or you can WhatsApp us or 0779 We'd love to hear your discussion. Um, join, help us. We'd love to hear you uh, share your thoughts. So the next question I want to ask you, what are you overthinking? What am I overthinking? You know, the thing, I overthink everything. There's no one thing that I'm like, um, how do you say when you don't overthink that I'm like still with that I, I'm okay. thinking okay this is it I always have something going on so I think the things that I overthink the most are whenever I meet someone new or whenever I'm making in the process of you know building that friendship mm-hmm. I always in the back of my head I always think they don't like me and I'm always overthinking that if I say this in the next I don't know meeting that we're gonna have then they're gonna they're gonna you know keep being my friends stuff like that I think overthinking for me is such a bad thing because I sometimes I don't sleep because of this stuff or whenever you say something in a in a group environment and you say something that's really embarrassing for example which is my thought of the week do you remember when I said yes, of course I did yeah well I'm I'm not working on it at all I still find everything that I do and say embarrassing so I'm trying to change that but yeah so overthinking every embarrassing moment that I've had yeah. overthinking everything that I've said in a group environment so yeah overthinking is like my personality trait <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I can resonate with that when I was a bit younger. I think 
and okay, I would say younger, maybe like one, two years ago. <laughs> um, I think something that we tend to allow to consume us and hold us to ransom, um, because we are very conscious of what people think of us and yes. how that how that pans out. But if you think about it, how much do we think about other people? We don't really think about them at all. And so in the same kind of mentality can be applied to the other person. They're not really going to be thinking about it. They're thinking about how everyone else is thinking about them. <laughs> so it's almost a vicious cycle. Um, and I think one thing I kind of uh, want to touch upon is that I think the more you uh, select your company in terms of people who are pursuing certain goals, who are aspiring for great things, and the people that want to uplift you, you sort of kind of uh, move away from that mentality because all people, all the people around you really support you and they really care about your development. Um, and our show is about self-development. So I think when you go to university, you're able to meet people that are like-minded. I think a lot of the trouble is sometimes not being in a company that doesn't align with you. Um, but of course, you know, you are going through this ladder of experience and education and that will come with time. Um, and also, I just want to say that you have, you've come from a different country and you've, uh, you know, integrated uh, to such a great uh, extent. And also the fact that in your radio show, even though English is like a third or fourth language, <laughs> it's incredible. So I don't Thank think you, in any shape or form you should ever feel that you're inferior towards anyone else because I remember when I started radio show, uh, this radio show, which was in 2017, and I was extremely nervous to speak English uh, or just, just to speak, essentially. Um, so I just want to say that, you know, we should uh, celebrate the achievements and I'm very proud of you, Farine. Thank you, Mariam. You know, the, our surrounding yourself with good friends. I just want to say, Mariam is such a supportive person. Honestly, whenever I feel like I can't do it, or obviously when I joined radio, I joined four months ago, so I, I need a bit of, you know, help of what I have to do. Mariam was there all the time, so I'm so glad that you're here, Mariam. And I love her reassurance because for me, it's really needed. I love getting a bit of validation that I'm doing, what I'm doing is okay. I think, I think everyone needs a bit of validation, but I think, as you grow older, you realize that that validation comes from yourself and then you have to work on growing that in yourself. So you have to feel that I'm worthy enough and I'm, I I have the ability to do whatever I need to do. And even if you don't feel like you've got the ability, you have the uh, caliber to work on that. So I think that's something that comes with time and experience. And I, I really do feel look forward to, for you to grow. And I, and I have seen your growth as well. So it's, really, it's a really incredible journey for me as well. And I always feel like... I think I'm a kind of person I always learn from others. So I, I feel like you're a very confident person and I feel like I can grow from that and learn from that. So it's always about learning. It doesn't matter where you are in life. If you can observe people and if you can take lessons from that, I think it's really important. Um, so the next question is, and I think we talked about this in our thought of the week, which I think is quite a good segue as well for this question is, tell me something about your mother that you didn't appreciate until you became older. I think obviously um my mom she came like me she came uh, from india obviously she didn't speak any languages she and all that she did was for us so like we are here now and what i'm thinking is i'm you know i'm gonna study and i'm gonna go to uni i'm gonna work that wasn't her mindset when she came to spain obviously from india she was really young and all her aspirations were i don't know what i'm gonna do my dad was there, but obviously you feel a bit alone. My dad was looking for work outside. And my mom used to be at home and she used to be there with us all the time. And sometimes, you know, you get a bit overwhelmed with obviously my siblings and my mom. So I just, I just didn't appreciate her being there at home with us enough. And I used to, you know, kind of leave her 
alone because obviously you also had to think that your mom has her whole life she has her own thoughts mm-hmm. and sometimes we think that in our life our moms are part of our life but for them we are we are her whole life mm. so that's what i didn't appreciate and of the fact that she cared so much for us i think i still i still do but as i grow i appreciate her more but at that time you don't think about it because you're still a kid i think that's such an important point that we tend to forget that our mothers are their own separate people and they have their own aspirations and their own thoughts and feelings and i think one thing that we don't think about is how if we have mental health issues or if we feel that overwhelmed so do our parents the the level of anxiety the level of overwhelm the level of feelings that they have in terms of you know being responsible for so much when they have so little it's something that i do think about as well um for, for like for example my father he was responsible for so much um and i think a lot of our parents can resonate with this as well that they didn't just have to take over care of us they had to take care of their family um back home and that's a huge responsibility at the age of 17 my dad was responsible for so many people I could not even fathom myself doing that. Um and I do kind of uh, empathize with that and I think it's really important that we have to to take a step back and to appreciate that. Um of course you know, there is a caveat. I'm no way I'm saying that. I know it's easy for me to say this but some people do have some issues with their parents because there's a lack of understanding or this things that shouldn't be taking place in the home. Um I'm not talking about that. Of course you know you should stand up for yourself when possible but respectfully as well um and your mental health is a priority but i'm talking about where you can appreciate and the way you can empathize i think it's really important especially in terms of ramadan as muslims we need to be able to forgive in our hearts and to to kind of clear that animosity that we may have um and it's really difficult i can understand from a lot of people's perspectives so i think it's just about being more emotionally intelligent understanding what's happening around you and even if you don't want to engage with that just take a step back and it's it's better to disengage than to engage in a abrupt matter manner or engage in a way that it's detrimental for your family ties um so that is kind of my thoughts on that yeah i think in many most situations my situation is my parents sacrificed um a lot of things and with the mental health issues i just want to touch up on that because i've honestly never seen my mom i don't know anxious or having an anxiety wow. attack and i think it's because she doesn't want to show us that she's yes. going through these things so we don't get uh pressured which is something that you know it's so you think about it and it's like, if i'm having anxiety then everyone knows but i don't know how my mom does it that she doesn't want to make us feel anxious or that there's mm-hmm. something going on something's wrong so she just puts this mask of you know everything's mm-hmm. okay and i just think that the fact that she's doing that is because you know she cares for us mm-hmm. and i just really love my mom oh <laughs> i think i think for me as well like i can resonate with that as well i feel like my mom has been so resilient against everything that she has gone through um to the point where i just think how are you withholding like i feel like i'm the most i want to fight for her rights because i can't withstand it um and i just think at that level of resilience if i could have it i would be so much more successful so it's something that they have created they, they i feel like it's a sense of patience as well they're very very patient um but i do feel at the same time just to have a balance sometimes our parents had no option but to be patient and so that sometimes led them to go through injustice that shouldn't have have happened um and i think a lot of the time culturally people misconstrue patience with in with um injustice because they just think that if you're patient then everything will be sorted but actually allah has given us the opportunity to fight for our rights um 
But at the same time, you have to acknowledge the fact that they didn't have an option. They had to stay within this framework because they didn't, where else would they go? Yeah, so that's why today it's International Women's Day yes. and we should, you know. I think it's really important for the people that perhaps don't have a voice on International Women's Day. And, and maybe actually, I'll correct myself, people that do have a voice, but it's just not being heard. I think those are the women that we need to celebrate. Um, but moving on from that, in the last two minutes, I'm going to ask you the final question for this half is, one of Allah's name is the subtle. Do you remember a moment that shaped your life as you know it? So in a way that Allah, in his in His magnificent ways, um, he subtly helped you. And you didn't realize at that moment, but it was just that once nuance that helped you for the person you are today. That helped me, something that happened in my life. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think one of my close uh, family passing away, I think it did give me a lot of uh, kind of patience and mm. of and that, you know, kind of lesson that life is so short mm. and you have to appreciate all the moments with them. And I feel like with that person, I in the last moments I was there, but I was not there mentally because I was going through some other things. So just kind of being close with uh, your family and kind of enjoy the little moments. Mm, I think so as well. I think in terms of the question, I think last year was a huge learning curve for me. I didn't understand what was going to happen to me. The year before was extremely difficult, but it was Allah's most divine plan that enabled me to achieve so much and to to have that um, growth that I really needed. And I really like this question because it's talking about how Allah is subtle and sometimes you don't realize. You don't realize that Allah's actually put you in certain places. You might think it's so catastrophic at that one point. And you are, when you're going through it, it's so difficult to overcome. But then later on, you know, Allah promises with hardship, with ease, that ease comes to you. And I feel like this this question, that you know, the attribute of Allah being the most subtle, the most gentle, is something that I personally have benefited so much from. But we are now ending, uh, coming to the end of our first half of the show. We look forward to you, for you to be joining us on the second half, where we'll be discussing self-development. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. After class, we used to go and play some ball He was fast and tall and he surpassed us all But after a while I seen him playing less and less He be looking more depressed and stressed at best So one day after class, I took him aside I said tell me what's going on, man are you alright? He said I got some issues with my folks I can't resolve No need to stress you out bro, I'll get you involved So I put it to him have you started smoking weed? And the answer that he gave me really made me grieve He said, yeah, once in a while when I need to mellow out But I'll be alright, I'm not the one to worry about Yeah, we gotta get your help before you ruin yourself You got greatness ahead, you ain't like everyone else He said, I promise I'll be fine, and he gave me his hand So I trusted him and hoped that he would soon understand Couple months went by and he'd be worse and worse Like he was thrown in a curse, I hoped that he would reverse And one day, he asked me for a couple of bucks He says, I need to pay a friend, and right now he's Stuck. I said, I know you smoking crack, now I confirm 
there for a fact Now I gotta get your help now, don't even try to back down Gave him the cash, he promised Monday he would meet me Friday got the call, that would defeat me completely For years I died of drug overdose That was the saddest day ever, ain't nothing comes close Man I hate those drugs, hate them with all my soul Chokes the young and the old, till the bodies is cold So I don't care if you a player or a wannabe thug Don't ever, ever come close to drugs Morning, his death was angry and sad that he fell in this mess. A teacher who noticed how miserable my soul was came over. He said, I, I see, see you carrying, carrying a boulder. I know that I'm older, but let me tell you something that I never ever told you. Put my arms around his shoulder, my daughter. She was the pride of my heart as a father. We were never far apart, was a popular girl, always on top of the world. Never scared to try something new and give it a whirl. But she had low self esteem, if you know what I mean. And it only takes a moment, yo, to devastate a dream. She started hanging out with this girl from school Her grades went down and she started breaking rules And it festered and festered We didn't want to face it till one day She came home totally wasted Then a friend told us she was close to being arrested We put our foot down Then we forced to get her tested She tested positive for drugs but there was something else The doctor asked to do more tests to check up on her health And then came the news that will totally defeat me Her use of all the needles she had gotten HIV I was livid The moment and that feeling I would always live with Man, it's still vivid She died five years ago, nothing I could help My Lord has helped me with this pain that I felt With tears in my eyes, yo, I gave him a hug May God give you strength to keep away from drugs Keep away from drugs To keep away from drugs You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamualaikum everyone, welcome back to Sisters Speak. You're joined with me, Marim and Farin. In the first half of the show, we talked about our thoughts of the week, which pertained uh, International Women's Day, and we talked about uh, Muslims in Public Policy, which is an initiative that we'll be launching soon. Um, then we followed on to talk about our, our questions from Frenchly Grounded and had a bit of a, a self-reflection session. We are now going to be moving on to our main topic, which which is now self, um, self-development. And we think this is a really important um topic because we feel that uh, having the ability to introspect to think about how we're going to grow is something that we should constantly thinking about and especially moving into Ramadan um, we should be really thinking about how can self-development pan into every area of our lives. So the first question I want to ask uh, is what does self-development mean to you Farin? I think self-development is for me all about growing not growing obviously you obviously grow physically but growing you know mentally kind of learning and getting new experiences i think that's for me self-development also thinking as we said in the first part also not thinking about what everyone would say and just think about you know self-development about your kind of uh, achievements and successes and i think with this i really like to keep your achievements kind of 
not tell everyone about it mm-hmm. because obviously evil eyes very real and keeping uh, your achievements to yourself is also kind of a self development and you can't feel successful without telling everyone about it very interesting nuria who is also joined with us on her first live show so congratulations and a very warm welcome to you um, nuria what is your answer for that question hey islam everyone hope you're okay <laughs> can you hear me properly absolutely Okay, lovely. Um, my opinion on self-development is a few things. I think the first thing is one, being introspective. So looking within yourself, seeing your positives and your negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think self-development is your own journey. It means going on your own journey, growing, appreciating yourself as well and celebrating the little things. Absolutely. I think that's something that we often don't do. We don't celebrate our little wins because we're expected to just celebrate these big um, milestones. And I think one of the things that I do have grievances with, and I'm also part of the problem as well, is LinkedIn. Because you never see people's struggles. You never, you don't see how people struggle to get a certain achievement or a certain milestone. You just see the surface level of them achieving that one milestone. So I think I completely resonate with that. In terms of for me, I think self-development is about growing. And I think both of you have encompassed the question, have uh, encompassed the ideas that I had. Um, and I, fe- I personally feel that self-development doesn't just, it's not exclusive to one area of your life. I think it's, it's something that pans out to all areas of your life, whether that's spiritually, mentally, physically, um, and just growing in every area. So that's kind of the definition I go by. And so the next question I have is, do you think, that your self-development is informed by the definition of success that society perpetuates? And I'm going to ask Naria that question first. This is very interesting. That is a really good question. Because I feel like, for me, naturally, there's a part of me that is kind of in the rat race. Like, you want to do what everyone else is doing. You want to stay in the loop. You want to have the same successes as other people. To this extent, I do feel that. I do feel like... I want to be part of these mainstream common milestones. Mm. But then I do have to come back and remember that, no, this is my own journey. It's personal and not to compare. And I think, like everyone says, comparison is definitely the thief of joy. Because once you stop, sorry, once you start comparing, then you stop being grateful Mm. what's your thoughts on that so, I oh so sorry Nuri, did, you, did you have anything else to add I also want to say for you no, uh, no, no, okay. uh, Nuria um, your sound is not very um, clear so if you could just adjust that I think there's some sort of technical difficulty on your side um, but meanwhile okay. while, while you fix that okay. Shireen, what's your um, thoughts on this um, I couldn't hear properly but I think she did say something, mention something about comparing yourself and I think that comparing yourself is such a but it's good to compare yourself, I think, sometimes in some occasions when you want to kind of grow from that, but not when someone that's at that at extent that it affects your kind of your self-development and your mental health. And at this age, some at this there's so many kind of milestones that obviously society puts on us. So at this certain age, you have to have this. At this certain age, you have to do that. For example, now, a really good example is at this age, next year you have to go uni, which is not necessary if you want, if you don't want to go uni, you want to do an apprenticeship. But it's just things that, you know, society puts on us and these milestones that if we can't achieve 
then it's not realistic for us then we don't have to do it we don't we don't have to be pressured to that do that you know that milestone if we won't, don't want to yeah i completely agree i feel like we tend to compare ourselves um and uh, in a way that makes us feel inferior but i also feel um i think two things can coexist i think comparing yourself to someone that you aspire to is is a very good way to kind of grow and develop and I, I was actually speaking to someone yesterday about this and how I really do aspire to certain people that I've met um, over time and I just feel that the qualities that they, they have is the qualities that I'm aspiring to and striving for and I don't see it in a way to negate what I've achieved I just see it as a way that okay this person has achieved so much and has, has um, achieved the qualities that I've always tri- strived for I can also do that too and I can have something to look forward to and to to kind of aspire to and I think sometimes we tend to focus too much on um uh invalidating what we feel and how we are in our journey because everyone's journey is different and everyone's circumstances is different um so I think it's having a healthy approach to this I don't think we can eliminate comparison completely out because there's no I don't think it's it's always going to be there kind it's of It's going to be something that's present but I think thinking about it in a positive way that you know you can aspire to someone um, and see that this is what they achieved but also taking account of your um, personal circumstances um okay so the next question i have uh nuria if you are able to answer this um in what ways do you measure your self-development so for me it's different like it depends what my goal is what i'm working towards i feel like i try to quantify it so i try to put a number on things so for example if i want to read a big number of books i'll try break down the goal and say to myself okay let's try read one book a month so then i have a set number and i feel like when i have a set number it's easier to work towards so you can it's visual you can see the number it's not like a whole list of goals and things that you're trying to work towards because I feel like when you have a whole list and there's just so much information in front of you sometimes it can get really jumbled up in your head Mm. and then it's harder to process it's harder to try go through that journey of trying to achieve what you want because you're so overwhelmed with information Mm -hmm. and then can can you give us an example um of how you have done a certain thing so i know you talked about books but is there something else in your life that you've um set a goal to and something that you achieved and and how did you measure that specific thing i think um moving on to like bigger goals bigger milestones at the start of the year i'll write down a few big things in each Mm -hmm. um area of my life whether that's fitness or career so I try and at least achieve those two things and spread that out throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, Farine, what what's, you? Farine, what's your um, thoughts on this? I think, so with self-development, I don't really measure it. I feel like when, like where I don't have a milestone. So for example, I'm just going to give an example of radio. I didn't think this time last year I was going to be on radio and I was going to be a presenter but no I am so that's kind of my self-development but I don't really measure it so I do know that I'm doing it but I it's it's kind of weird because a month ago you you would think it's just I'm growing but I'm not even realizing that I am Mm -hmm. it's that kind of thing so I don't really measure the things and the milestones that I have for myself that I did think that they were you know in the back of my head I did I am trying to you know how do you say uh 
put a tick on them in mm-hmm. my my bucket list and there's other things that from joining things from volunteering they just opportunities just come up and you don't even realize and that's also self development that's also a little achievements that I don't even realize that I'm doing and now that we're talking about this I actually like you know I'm doing so many things and I did grow as a person I think I've become more mature but I never really stopped and think that you know I'm growing I'm going to be like a woman now I am <laughs> but an adult woman I mean Oh bless. So I think I think that's uh something that I do as well. I feel like I have I think I do a bit of both. So I think I'm quite fluid in the way in the way that I have my goals. Um I don't have a set tra- trajectory that I follow. Um for example last year I really focused on growth and healing. Um but I didn't I didn't envision okay this is exactly what I want to do. I want to put a number on it. It's just that was my overarching goal and the way I'm going to do it it's going to be fluid. Um but at the same time when it comes to uh compounding effects so for example if i want to better myself in reading and better myself in learning then yes i perhaps will put a number to it or i will give myself a certain amount of time to complete a certain task um so those kind of the, those that's kind of how i measure myself um but i also think that i don't get too fixated on the end Reaching. goal yeah i don't forget too fixated i think i'm quite present in terms of the journey and I think that's something that I've learned over the last 2 years because once you have a goal then you just think okay I've achieved that goal what's next but if you have that sense of if you have that sense of feeling that I'm going to be present in this journey you realize you surpass that goal without even realizing and you just continue to grow and in terms of your goal you tend to kind of branch out so I think for me that was kind of my huge learning curve last year it's just to be a bit more fluid and yes to have an overarching aim for me works and i think that's i think something that's another point as well to understand that everyone works differently um and it, and the people work differently according to the circumstances they 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 are living at that time because perhaps a couple of years ago i was in a different circumstances and compared to now and so therefore the way i would view and perceive things would be very different um, and the way i tackle things and do you have any thoughts on that yeah, I was just about to say this uh, what you said just said that everyone works differently and like i said every single day we have different obviously different lifestyle lifestyles and we and individually we learn so many things every single day and from that comes our growth in the future from that comes our self development and our own thoughts on what we're learning every day yeah definitely nuria do you have any thoughts on that yeah i think being present is really important but to be very honest with you it's something that i struggle with mm. i really struggle with it sometimes and i find myself trying to be present but then my mind is focusing on so many different things at the same time like just so many thoughts running through your head mm-hmm. have you got any tips for me and the listeners yes. on how to be more present Farina, i think has some tips i think um i don't really have any tips i think i think just enjoy the moment but also have those life uh, life term goals like long term goals in mm-hmm. the back of your head but I really think that what you're doing now it's just going to take you there that's like kind of my thought that's so profound that is thank such, you, thank that's you. so profound <laughs> um i think i think a lot of us struggle with being present i think that's something that's taken a long time for me to be present in the moment um and i kind of kind of uh, divide my time so for example if i feel it's too overwhelming to think about this big goal then i divide my t- 
time through the week. So I have seven days in the week. What am I going to achieve this week? And if that's too much, I I think about the day and I make it very achievable um, and I make it very tangible. Um, I wanted to ask you, Nuria, that you say that you're, you struggle with um, being present in the moment and it's because uh, you have a lot of conflict, conflicting thoughts in your head. Do you feel that social media has a role to play in this? I think generally... Like, as a society, it does. Because, again, linking back to the comparison, but I think for me personally, it's just that I'm trying to juggle so many things at once. Mm -hmm. And I think social media either has... It's kind of like a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. It is very beneficial. It does help. Mm -hmm. I think it depends how you use it and what you're using it for. Like, for example, if you're following a lot of positive influential people you will feel that impact on yourself but Mm -hmm. if let's say your for you page or the people that you're following don't have a good impact on you you're going to feel that mentally as well absolutely um i think i resonate with that because i feel like social media does really drain the energy out of me but a lot of the growth that i've had is because i saw opportunities on social media and so that enabled me to meet new people meet people that are doing incredible work but had i not had social media i would have known about these organizations so i think it's about being selective of what you consume yeah i uh, think it's it's a really com- kind of conflictive thing because it was such a good tool but i think i said it in a show before in social media this kind of set unrealistic standards for us especially teenage obviously us for teenage girls we see stuff on social media and even though we are not maybe we're not working towards it but in the back of our head we're like we want to be like this we want to do that and it does have a big impact on our mental health and there was a really uh, long period of time where i when i was i think in year seven or something i did really go to so many self-esteem problems and my confidence was really down and all of it was due to social media but at that time you don't know because social media is such a such a daily thing now you just wake up and you're on your phone and it's such a normal thing to do but at that time i thought i don't know what's going on with me and all it was it was the scrolling and seeing everyone seeing the lifestyle me being like what am i doing with my life i'm not doing anything and i didn't at that time you i didn't validate any of my little achievement achievements either Mm, um, i'm sorry to hear that you went through that and i think a lot of us can empathize with you in terms of understanding how social media can negatively affect us and i think that was more uh, magnified during lockdown because everyone was at home and the only way that you felt connected to your community was social media um Nuria, what are your thoughts on that I do think that social media can also bring a community together. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if you have a platform for, let's say, a specific demographic, if you open up that platform for people to share their experiences, mm-hmm. whatever those experiences might be, it creates a sense of belonging. And sometimes when you read other people's stories or life stories, it makes you realise that you're not alone and that so many people have shared experiences and I think hearing and knowing about other people's shared experiences makes you feel part of something bigger like you feel collectively you feel stronger mm-hmm. like for example you know during Ramadan when everyone's posting their iftar meals or what they're having for sale it's so nice because you feel like you're going through that struggle together that's really nice um and a nice anecdote um, I'm going to kind of move on because onto a question that I think 
Nuria is something that you can talk because you work in the sector. Um, going back to the main topic of personal growth, do you think the education system cultivates the idea of personal growth? Because you just mentioned about how sense of belonging is really important. Um, do you think the education system enables you to to see that growth or to be able to learn how to cultivate it? I think it does, and it doesn't at the same time. Focusing on the does, I feel like if you have staff that are empowered themselves, mm. they will empower children. So you know the same, like, empowered people empower other people. If you have people like that, like, for example, let's say your head of year, your assistant head of year, or staff that you know will focus on your development and will support you then it can be a really liberating process mm-hmm. and uh, Farin, from the recipient ends of things how do you feel about um, teachers that are in your education institution do you think they support your growth or personal growth or do you feel like you can aspire to them and how do they look at that i think i kind of agree with nuria you really have to because teachers there's such a you don't realize it, but there's such a big impact of you, especially when you are in high school. They there to your five or four years, whatever you, whatever country you were in, and they, you know, they see you grow, but they do help in that growth. And I'm just gonna mention. I always mention it, but my primary school, and because it was so good about this, it didn't. It never focused. Obviously, it did focus a little majority of the time on exams and getting good grades and you know having a good education but it really had a really big focus on growing and kind of being a good society and they had this um what do you call a slogan mm-hmm. which was a uh, make the world bigger or something like that and every every kind of week we used to have this little issues that we don't see so we used to have uh, international women's day actually we celebrated and we celebrated so many other things racism islamophobia and it just it's really good to see i think it was the only school in my area that was doing it and it kind of did help me understand that not not only do we have to grow academically which is also really nice but we have to grow um mentally and we have to kind of have knowledge of all the issues that are going on and there's so many people out there that are going through so much and we have to focus on that as well in what ways did the teachers do that because i'm really intrigued by this okay so i'm just going to give you one uh one example Mm -hmm. so there was this um so there was this uh i think it was a race it was about racism so that Mm -hmm. was the that was the day there was a week i think it would be blm i think black history month Mm -hmm. so they just um they just the whole week was about them so it was showing us the hardships that black people went through and all about the anti kind of blackness that there was at that time and the racist attacks and everything that was going on in spain and it was really nice to see because they don't teach you that in textbooks they don't teach you mm-hmm. obviously they do sometimes in history but the actual impact that it had and how everyone was living there that kind of things i think it was really important for us to see especially at, the, at that age because then we grow and then we kind of have a whole understanding we don't have to wait until we're older and be like oh there was an issue we know from before amazing i think that's such a good initiative from your school um nuria because you work in this area do you think that's something that's implemented now in uh, primary schools or in school settings because i don't have any recollection of my school doing that so is that something that happens now yeah definitely i think that now there's been a big push of celebrating diversity, celebrating other people. We still have a long way to go, but mm. like I know the school that I work at, we do International Women's Day, we do we did Culture Day, that was so nice. 
the kids came in their own cultural dress. We had a lot of Eastern European um, children coming in their cultural dresses, a lot of South Asians. And with that, they brought in their own food, um, raising money for charities. So things like this that collectively make you feel part of something and give you the opportunity to celebrate who you are is really nice. I think it's really important for schools to do that and acknowledge that there are minority children, there are minority groups, and no one wants to feel marginalised, mm-hmm. and it's important to include everyone. Mm-hmm. And we know that from um, data that when students don't feel a sense of belonging, it impacts their attainment, and that's all the way till university, because that's all my background as well in terms of social mobility. Um, um, I just want to say something really quickly um, about the sense of belonging. There was also this really great initiative in my school that whenever they picked the oldest in the class, so it was um, the last year, so it was like year 11 in the UK, but in Spain, and they chose five people that whenever someone new was coming in, it doesn't matter what age, whenever someone new was coming in, it, sometimes they didn't speak the language, sometimes they were really nervous from another, mm-hmm. completely from another country, they would come from, I don't know, Pakistan or something. So they were like five people that would help them go around the school and be with them in the breaks because sometimes you come to a new school you come to a new Mm. place and you're kind of alone and I think that the fact that they acknowledge that this kind of things happen it was really great and as you said Nuria diversity is so important in my school and I think that's one of the things that you know you don't have to yeah it was just really great it was so diverse and this initiatives where it really made me grow as a person as well how did you feel impacted by that way did you go to a new school and how was the interactions like with that person it was honestly it was great because you get so you get to learn so much i used to obviously i'm a really extrovert person you know especially when the person is shy then i tend to talk a lot so sometimes they would be like you know we want to listen about them as well and i used to ask so many questions about mm-hmm. where do you come from where were you doing here you know and everyone is so it's so nice to know that everyone has different backgrounds everyone comes from different places and because i used to do it with my friends and them then we ended we ended up being having a whole group and then they just feel so included and it's so good it's so good for me as well i'm getting so many obviously i'm learning and i'm also feeling so good about myself that you know i make this person feel happy i made this person feel included and it's kind of those little achievements that again you don't think about but they are there so it was a really great initiative and i think every every school should do this uh, when someone new comes in to not kind of let them look for their place in the class because coming from another place is kind of hard to do Definitely. Do you, is that something that happens in UK schools, Nuria? If she's there. I think that, yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, there was just a bit of a lag. I no. think that um, there's a buddy system. I don't ask school when yes. there's a new person joining. They get buddied up with someone that's, oh, that's trustworthy, great. that knows the school, that's involved. And I think when you come into a new school, it's so important to have someone that you can stick around with because it could be really intimidating and scary going into a completely new environment especially if you've moved countries like the culture is different the social norms are different so having someone that can guide you through that process Mm. makes it a little bit easier and it's nice when you see students supporting their own like when they're supporting their own friends and their own peers together yeah, you have such a big impact on their growth as well. Yeah, I just want to ask as well, because from Nuria's side at the end of things, um, do, you, do you see the impact on that, on the, on the person that's creating, uh, it's being a buddy, and we only have a couple of seconds, so if you can just summarise very quickly. Yeah, I think it's good when kids have res- 
responsibility because they feel empowered it makes them feel really confident really strong in their abilities absolutely um i think this is the coming we are coming to the end of the show and i think this was a really important discussion in terms of uh thinking about self-development touching upon education and the impact of education and also thinking about how we can grow in different areas of life um and specifically thinking about how comparison is the thief of joy because i feel that's something that we tend to do and especially in ramadan i feel like a lot of us tend to compare ourselves with others especially in terms of their spiritual journeys um so thank you for everyone for listening we will be back next week with another show and we look forward to hearing from you soon um that is the end assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefm luton